And currently we have in the Lynchburg area 28 degrees, 28 in Roanoke, uh, 28 in Salem, and 27 in Amherst. Okay. 866-916-3776. You're on the Morning Jam. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing good. good. What's up? <laughs> hey, um, I'm, uh, someday, I know y'all stream a lot of shows and movies like I do. Um, I actually watched that Obama movie, Leave the World Behind, Sunday. Um, that, that is basically telling us what they're going to do to us. Uh, if you watch it, it's very, I mean, it's, it's kind of bizarre. It's kind of an end time movie. And um, I know the Obamas are the producers of it or something, but mm-hmm. um, just, I don't know. If, have y'all seen it? No, no, I, I haven't seen it. I would, so give us the gist of it. Well, basically, this couple, Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke, and their two kids rent a house through Airbnb, and it's out in the woods, of course, and the owner of a house uh, and his daughter, they come back and decide they want to stay there at the house because the city is going crazy and everything's happening in the city. So they come back and they want to stay there even though they lease the house out to them. And then all this stuff is happening with the, the power grids down and the internet's down. And it's basically uh, the, and all these electric cars are running into each other. Yeah, I mean uh, it's uh it's it's a kind of a apocalyptic kind apocalyptic, of thing. Yeah. yeah. But I mean it's not out the realm of possibilities and stuff they show in this movie, but it's almost like they're telling us ahead of time what they're gonna do. Like when you watch Minority Report twenty years later, it's like, um, uh, okay, that didn't seem possible at the time. But um, well, Minority it, Report anticipated what you were going to do based off of whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, but I, a lot of the stuff that was in Minority Report at the time was when I watched it, it was like, yeah, that's far-fetched. But then I watched it recently, and I'm like, wow, a lot of that stuff actually happened. You know? Yeah, that same thing's true when you look at the Unabomber manifesto. Yeah. I mean, it's sad but true. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> true, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I, it, it, it almost has a Christian message at the end because, and it has to deal with the last episode of Friends too. That's a big prominent role in the movie. Really? The last episode of Friends. Yeah, the, the teenage daughter, she can't watch the last episode of Friends because she was streaming it, but she uh, goes to a safe house with a red door at the end of the movie, which the red door represents Christian Spoiler uh, alert. safety. Yeah. Right. But it, uh, it, it, it's just a weird movie. You, you got to watch it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I it doesn't of, it doesn't scream uh, cheer and goodwill to me. Probably won't be watching it through, <laughs> before Christmas. Maybe but, we should wait till the first of the year. We'll yeah, maybe, get, get maybe so. It's called Leave the World Behind. Is Leave the name of the movie. Okay. Um, the the main complaint that you're seeing from people is that it's too dang long. That's what most people are saying. Oh, okay. That it's it's well made. It's just. Uh, they say it's too long. I, mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, it runs about two hours twenty one minutes. Okay, uh, yeah, they, that is long. They they seem to think it could have been could have used some some skillful editing. Yeah, on it, um, but it is described as suspenseful and engaging. Um, 
for and sure. What platform is it on? Netflix. Netflix, okay. I I was not aware of the Obama connection. That's not mentioned in any of these reviews. Huh. Um, but, uh, So yeah. what, what's the red door mean? It says a film by Sam Ishmael. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You don't know what the red door means? No. Okay. Uh, he said it had something to do with, like, a safe house. Oh, Like, okay. if you see the red door, you... You go yeah, and... I guess. You can see Friends episodes up to you. So you can see the final Friends episode? Apparently. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So, we, um... We've watched the... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yesterday we watched the Christmas story. Christmas story. What? We watched the Christmas story. Christmas story. What is that? I don't. Okay. Okay. You know, the one where the the little boy sticks his tongue on the pole and all that. You're going to shoot your eye out. This is 20 years later, maybe? Yeah. See, I don't want to see that. No, it's. it's, I didn't want to see it. Okay. Okay. Was because it good? It was not bad. Okay. Okay, but was it good? Okay, I, it's borderline. It was not not good. I mean, it that, was, that's it not was, an it answer. Was, it was borderline good because there's some nuances that remind you of the first one. Because I will tell you this: it's at the beginning, so this is not a spoiler alert. Okay. His dad passes. Okay. And that's him and his family going back. And it's right before Christmas. It's like two weeks before Christmas. And is it, do they go back to the old house? They go back to the old house, the old neighborhood. Okay. And things have changed. Of course, as um, they do. But, and now it's his kids fighting some of the similar fights that he had to fight in the neighborhood. So it, there's some parallels there, but there's some neat nuances to it. Mm. Um, and the, the, the little, I think it's the actual actor's. That were in the original one. Okay. You know, it looks that way anyway. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. So, were you surprised to see him all grown up? Did you recognize him from Elf? No, I didn't recognize him. Yeah, he was him. an elf. He was. He was one of the, the head elves in okay. the movie Elf. Okay. Now uh, I'm going to have to go look Lillings for that. was. Yeah. So, I, I, I thought it was done well. Okay. And it, and it, and it. It gives you a snapshot of the first one through this one. So it's 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 good in that way. And I told my wife, I bet you he's doing X, Y, and Z. And at the end of the movie, I was proven right. And I think the only reason I was able to come, with that, come up with that conclusion mm-hmm. is because I've watched so many of those good Hallmark movies. Okay. <laughs> you know, learn. And Hallmark's gotten a lot more creative right. with their plot lines. So I was watching, <laughs> I was watching the new Frasier which oh, you, I so you did watch it thoroughly enjoy. Okay, good. It's very good. All right. And in one of the episodes, they're watching Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, really? <laughs> and they're playing a drinking game. Oh, if, oh, so okay. every time there's a cliche, <laughs> right? You know, they drink. They're like, "Oh, it's getting ready to snow right before he kisses her." Everyone, take a drink. Or he's <laughs> oh, like, turned. "Oh, look, he's wearing flannel. She's in a business suit. This will never work out." <laughs> Another drink. drink. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But the one firefighter then starts using the lines to pick up women at the other party. <laughs> so it's, it's so funny. It's very, very funny. I, I've just got, I, I've just had a lot of stuff happen in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I've just got to keep it very light yeah. right now. And of course, we got the show coming up this weekend. Yeah. So this is a very busy, very busy week. If yeah. you 
speaking of which, if you don't have your tickets yet for It's a Wonderful Life and uh, Christmas on the Ridge at Second Stage, do get those. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a really great show. Uh, it will create some great memories for you, I mm-hmm. think, seeing It's a Wonderful Life done live on stage. Uh, you can get those tickets at secondstageamherst.org. If you want a direct link to the tickets, uh, you can just text me at 434-248-0704, and I'll get that for you. All right. It is 714 here on the Morning Jam. A little bit of Christmas music for you going into the break. We'll be back. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir. And folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Janet and Mark, mornings 6 to 9 a.m. The Morning Jam. I, I just consider it such a privilege to work with you and Aww. and have Paul McCartney sing our jingles for us. I know, it's I very mean, nice. <laughs> I mean, it's really. So, it's so kind of him. <laughs> I mean, taking his time out. Have you seen his castle? Yes. I mean, it is. He took a picture of him and his lady, uh-huh. and they were probably 200 yards from it, and they did a selfie with that monstrosity of a building behind him although what are you gonna do with something that i know <laughs> that big i mean like you, by the time you get it cleaned you just have to turn around and start over again i know you, you got to turn it into a bed and breakfast or something i mean it yeah. is paul mccartney though i don't I, wanna... if i had all the money in the world i just don't think i would have yeah. anything that big it's ginormous i i think there's a would you would you have i think there's a hundred rooms at least in this building so i'm gonna ask you guys this if you had just all just unlimited funds would you buy like just a ginormous house is that what you would buy mm-hmm. 434-248-0704 i'm i'm curious not judging if the if you would uh, miss I mean, rose that's fine uh, i have a follow-up question yes but would you if you had a home that big, would you decorate each room at Christmas? Well, heck yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm going to need more trees over here. <laughs> and then I would invite people to come through. Yeah. I mean, that, w- that would be fun to have them just I mean, walk look, through. If, if I were, were going to, I could see myself buying a big home and doing something like maybe a, a retreat for people. Right, uh, you know, to come and visit that I could like cook for and take care of, and right. and do I, I could see myself doing something like that. But as far as for just me to be there, living there, right? No, yeah, yeah. me chasing Winston and Baxter everywhere. <laughs> right. Get out of there! They're so easy to get lost anyway. That's why I have to keep bells oh my on gosh, them. Yeah. Winston got stuck in the 
laundry room yesterday. Oh, boy. And he's not nearly as pushy as Baxter. Mm-hmm. So like he'll stay in there for a little while thinking, okay, she's going to come and, and get me. You know, she'll come get me out. And then I, I'm, I find him. He's missing. So I start calling for him. And I just hear... Just barely scraping <laughs> right. at the door. I'm like, when when you want in the bedroom when I'm trying to sleep, it's boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but when I'm looking for your butt, right, it's, right. Just, it's, it's just a little tiny quiet. Here I am. Yeah. And then he looks at me and he goes, it's because I'm so weak because you have me on a diet. Right. <laughs> That's why. Turn me into a vegan That's for right. a, a time. Jeez. That's right. He's doing very well. Yeah. Oh, trucker, trucker Allen said, just don't rent an Airbnb, Janet. Oh, yeah. Right. Good advice. Because I do. I do rent those sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got so many mansions. I would buy I tiny houses in multiple locations all over the world. Yes. Oh, okay. I like that idea. Yeah, that, that'd be neat. Who said that? Your wife. Oh, of course. She thinks we could make it in a tiny house. I don't know that. I, I mean, there is a happy medium. But honey, because we were on three cruises... In 12 months, I don't want to rub it in, um, <laughs> you know, and lived in those tiny little dinky. I mean, our room would have been about she the size of me, a tiny house. But she hits me as the kind of person that could like sell everything and oh, be completely is. OK with she, it. She is. She is. Which which is a little bit confusing because I would think she would have some emotional attachment to some things. Right. But no, not so much. Well, a few things. A few things. By the way, honey, did you notice the dumpster's gone? At the next door neighbors, he said it would be gone by Monday, and it was. Oh, thank God for me. <laughs> she was trying to talk him into parking it in front of my garage. Yeah, well, have you been? Have you checked your garage? Do you know that everything is still there? Because <laughs> well, you didn't have the cameras out on her yesterday. I, I, I go. She had I, hours of access to that dumpster she in did. your garage. She did. She so. did. This is true. Of course, they're getting a call back going, why are there so many Chinese food containers in here? We don't know. <laughs> well, now I do. Ke- He's like, I knew it. <laughs> you did I do just, it. I got I got a bonus con- Chinese food container just the other day. Oh, boy. You know, so. I had wonton soup last week and I thought of you yeah, and I thank thought you. I should bring him this. And then I thought, no, I should not, because then Kara won't speak to me. Right. So, there you go. So you've heard of uh, the whole thing about standing desk at work yes you know that's a thing yeah we have one just down the hall from right um so a a lot of people are saying that that's good for your back good for your legs things like that apparently the new thing now is uh sitting on the floor really yeah and that's free with legs crossed and everything well i mean I, i don't know the big message uh, was every office worker needs a standing desk. That was, that was the early part of the okay. 2000s, okay? Uh, then, now we have the 2020s era sequel, Everyone Should Sit on the Floor. Earlier this year, the author read a book called Built to Move, a physical therapist and his wife, a former attorney, and world champion whitewater rafter. Mm-hmm. It has a whole chapter on the habit recommending it as a way to rewild the hip joints of bodies that have been sitting in chairs too long. All right. Hmm. Uh, I felt uh, I felt the need to participate. I bought a bolster and a few yoga blocks into the room where I was isolating during COVID, used a small strip of the floor 
so I could shift into different seated positions while watching streaming shows and doing work on my laptop. Then when I tested negative and back-to-back work, readopting the habit of using my standing desk looked daunting. I began to spend stretches of the afternoon on the floor. I would sit with my legs in a V, crisscross applesauce, or the 90-90 position, and my laptop on an ottoman, zooming or typing away. I don't know what I think about that. Crisscross applesauce. I've learned so many... What did we learn? Oh, Hell's you, bells and coconut shells yeah, earlier. Hell's bells and coconut shells. <laughs> That's what you use with children. Okay. I need you crisscross applesauce on the floor. Okay. So they sit with their, I don't know, maybe I need to start doing that. They're, they're saying it's better for your muscles and joints. Uh-huh. The gravity in the floor keeps the uh, feeling smoother hmm. throughout the day. I'm going to do I'm gonna do part of the show from the floor. I'm going to move it okay, what do you, to the floor. Stop. Here, just I don't to think see the mic will goes. go that far. I bet it will. <laughs> I bet it will go to the floor. So maybe <laughs> she's testing. It, I'm going to try it. We'll see. So have you seen those big blow up seat things? The guy sells them on his commercials. It's like a big pillow that you sit in. I don't know if I've seen. I mean, I, I've seen the I mean, bolster things that they're talking about. That yeah. looks like a a backrest in the arm thing. Yeah. Which seems like a glorified chair, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And isn't that going to give you poor posture? Because aren't you going to be like slumpy o- over and stuff? Yeah. The other problem with me doing there. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay. Now that's a. They call that a husband. My wife's got a couple of them. Okay. A this husband. one. This one. It's sort of like a bean bag, but this guy has. Uh, I mean, he's turned it into a big, big to do. Is it the love sacks? I don't know. Because I love those. Sitting They're very comfy, but they take up a lot of room. See, my anyway. problem is the minute you get in the floor, you're going to have puppies all over you well, at my house. Yeah, and then getting up off the floor. Well, but I think that's the point. Right. If you make that a regular part of your practice, Just, it's yeah. not going to be as hard. Okay, yeah. Maybe. Look at this thing. I'm going to try it. This is a full size. That thing must be seven foot in size. It's called a shaggy, fluffy, fluffy floor cushion. You know. And it's big enough for a person, probably two people, to sleep on. See, that's like having carpet, and you know I'm anti-carpet. Well, yeah. I don't love that. Uh, We got a text in that says, I could live in a tiny house as long as I had a big shed. That would be you. There we go. (laughs) Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yes, technically, Mark and Kara live in a tiny house, but they have a ginormous garage in the back with all Mark's crap in it. 2,500 square foot garage (laughs) that I spent a lot of time. I don't sit on moon the floor. Pod. Moon Is pod. That it? That's it. Yes. Moon pod. Thank you. Uh, and she says, I'm not emotionally attached to many things. Mark is the sentimental one. See, that's me. I'm the I'm the sentimental one okay. at my house. I mean, I have pieces of my mother's clothing that I will not get rid of. Mm. I will not. I have her her coat with her right. little mink collar. Right. Circa 1960. Nice. And I've got her um I've got her honeymoon negligee oh wow her little red uh necklace is beautiful yeah. just it's beautiful uh i just can't do it we I'm have some far stuff too sentimental from mom and and one of them's just a it's an orange towel okay it's got got little square design in it mm-hmm. all over and um and and then an orange blanket right now the cats are using it oh i kept it okay um because it just brings you memories has ridges I mean, on it and yeah mom's color apparently she liked a lot of orange well, I it think was, it was the era. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when, when orange was, was a real yeah. thing. When we were going through and um, 
my brother-in-law's mother passed away about a year ago and i i went with them uh to you know to go through things she had room after room of like brand new everything dish towels Mm -hmm. towels washcloths i mean from belk these were not like cheap these were nice ones things So we're, you know, we're dividing them Mm -hmm. up because we all need towels. Right. And they, but they are, you open up my linen closet right now Mm -hmm. and it looks like you are opening up a closet and you're stepping back into 1984. Wow. I mean, it's, everything is pink Mm -hmm. and green, like mint green and blue. Oh, nice. Everything. But I'm telling you, they are the nicest towels and washcloths. Like you can't even buy today unless you're going to spend like a ton of money. Yeah. So I was like, I don't care what color they are. I don't. I, hmm. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Well, the moon pods are around three hundred bucks if you want one. Yeah. Mm. Zero gravity. Yeah. Looks like a bean. It does. Okay. Bean pod. You got to get one of those. No. That the one thing that I did get that we I would be able to keep my dogs off of it. Is we got the dining room table from my mom's house where all the family gatherings happened for uh, all those years. Yeah. I said to my brothers, that's the only thing I really want. And and they, of course, they didn't have room for it anyway, so I brought it to Virginia. Yeah, it's nice when things can work out yeah. that way. I've got my mother's uh, china cabinet. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so. Nice. It's a, Yeah, memories are, memories are a good thing. Some of us are more sentimental than others. Some of us need more square footage than others for all that sentimentality. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. Uh, WDBJ7 is on the way. We've got your local, regional, and uh, national headlines coming up to get you going on this Tuesday. And currently, we have in uh, Roanoke, uh, 29 degrees, 29 in Lynchburg, uh, 27 in Appomattox this morning. So we had this story in the first hour. Uh, there is a police presence at the uh, Vinton Gun Store. And really, mm. a no, not a lot more information has come out. It just, you know, says police are uh, at the at the scene. Virginia Gun and Knife Trader on East Washington Avenue. Uh, Vinton police responding with Roanoke County police assisting, and uh, police have been photographing the outside of the store and collecting evidence and searching with and searching around the surrounding area. The parking lot has been, uh, you know, blocked off. So if you're wondering what's going on there, it's an active crime scene right now and uh, as soon as we have more we'll pass that on to you for those of you uh, listening to us in Vinton. Lynchburg city leaders gathered yesterday asking for the community's help and to bring closure to families who've lost children to gun violence in Lynchburg. Mayor Stephanie Ree along with Police Chief Ryan Zudema, Bonnie Cruz of Central Virginia Crime Stoppers held a presser asking the public to come forward. They said there's still a number of cases involving juveniles that remain unsolved. That includes six-year-old Kingston Campbell and 16-year-old Terion Marshall. Uh, Kingston and Terion's families were at the presser. They were joined by members of the 40 Ways Coalition, a group working to keep children safe in the Hill City. Mayor Reed and Chief Zudema said, it's simple. Just come forward with any information you may have. They said these families deserve closure as they prepare to celebrate Christmas without their loved ones. Chief Zudema said, just put yourself in the shoes of one of these families and imagine that this Christmas not having your loved one with you as you go through the holidays. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Roanoke uh, community members call on the city leaders to stop the 
Evans Springs development plans. A landscaping consultant is finalizing the development plans for the Evans Spring area in Roanoke. Roanoke City Council announced plans to revitalize the area back in June of 2022. Ever since then, it's been met uh, with very strong opposition from the community. The Evans Spring area is uh, next to 581, has sat vacant for years and uh, so it's a beautiful sight, according to one of the neighbors, to see it disassembled and being redeveloped, you know, up- upsets me very much, according to Dorothy Osley. And uh, people at Monday's rally said they, they want the land to be used for public parks and not a commercial development. So we'll see if anything happens there. Sometimes it, it makes a difference and sometimes it don't. Yeah. Depends on who's behind it and who is pulling, pulling out the money. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we had that story last week about Hoover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the dog. Yeah, my wife called romeo hoover a couple times since, oh since that story yeah was he was he like was he like finding oh my people? gosh if he hears a plate or a piece of silverware cling he comes running from the from the living room and he's automatically under hoping you're gonna drop something he just looks up at me like i'm hungry <laughs> yeah yeah i got talking about needing to lose some a pound of that or two going on on my side <laughs> uh well now we have another story of right. another hero dog named okay. dyson Campbell County. Oh, okay. I know. I know. I, now, this see, is some kind of sign with your wife. My wife's going to go know. nuts because she loves her Dyson vacuum. I know. Vacuum, um, so. Campbell County deputies said their canine named Dyson mm-hmm. helped find a four-year-old who went missing on Friday. Huh. They responded to the home of a four-year-old child who had been missing for nearly an hour. According to deputies, the child was last seen in a playset area on the property Family members had checked the property prior to Deputy Bird's arrival. They were unsuccessful in finding the child. Deputy Bird acclimated Dyson around the area of the play set. Once Dyson smelled a scent article from the boy, a short track was conducted, Deputy said. He began to alert and located the boy who had fallen asleep nearby. Huh. Found him right away. How about that? That's... We're so lucky to have these great dogs. We are. Around. Yeah. And my son's so excited to he starts school in January to uh to start being a master dog trainer and and you know doing all this yeah. stuff. He's like a little kid at Christmas. Yeah. He's so excited. Oh, that's cool. About it. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, very I think he's nervous, but he's really super excited, excited about time. it as yeah. well. So that's kind of cool. I think. So we've been talking about um you know, San Francisco, what a hot mess oh, San my. Francisco is. Yeah, it's Such bad. a disaster. It's bad. As many of these liberal cities are, mm-hmm. I mean, they just they just are are a mess. Now, um, they've been under liberal leadership for God knows how long, especially San Francisco, mm-hmm. which is why I find it fascinating that San Francisco supervisor Dean Preston is laying the blame of the city's homelessness population as a a result of capitalism. <laughs> okay. We're blaming capitalism now. Quote, Hmm. absolutely the result of capitalism. And it was counterproductive to arrest people who are openly doing drugs. Jeez. And you wonder why these cities are in such a hot mess. Preston's District 5 includes the Tenderloin District, well known for open-air drug marketing, 
Nearly half of the city's homeless population lived in this district in 2022, Mm. according to the San Francisco Chronicle. The Democratic Socialist Supervisor, there it is, Mm -hmm. argued his district was particularly affected by homelessness because of the country's economic structure. Okay. Yeah, we keep pouring a lot of money into San Francisco. Maybe we should just cut it all off. When was the height of capitalism? That would have been the 80s. What yeah. was homelessness like in the 80s, sir? That's what I'd like to know. That's my question for you. If that's the crux of the issue. Well, you're just wearing the wrong outfit. Yeah. You're, you're wearing pink, and pink is offensive to me. Right. That, I mean, that's where they go. They, they, they deflect with stupidity. He says, I think what you're seeing is absolutely the result of capitalism and what happens in capitalism to the people on the bottom rungs, he said. The biggest driver of why folks are on the streets is because they lost their jobs, income, or were evicted from their homes, usually for not being able to pay the rent. And maybe because they're spending money on drugs that you're letting them get open air. Yep. So you have major landlords literally causing folks to lose their homes. It's the landlord's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that they're not paying their bill, but it's the landlord's fault. Got it. Landlords are probably white. Now, look, affordable housing is a problem. It's no been mistake. a problem in California. Sure. They've regulated themselves out of existence. Mm-hmm. No wonder you have a homeless problem. Right. He uh, disagreed with the city's inconsistent approach to arresting drug users and sweeping homeless encampments, arguing this was completely counterproductive. Right. This method hasn't made our city any safer. It's actually made it less safe. It increases overdoses. Where? How are they buying drugs? To overdose on. How are they getting money? We're funding it through taxes. You know. I don't think every instance of poverty or addiction or behavioral health issue is a safety threat to someone walking by. I mean, there's a lot of people who are doing things that are very harmful to themselves on the streets who aren't necessarily a safety threat. This guy. He also doubled down on calls to further defund law enforcement in San Francisco. (laughs) There you go. We have a very bloated police budget, all kinds of waste. I could cut $100 million out of that department, he said in an interview. Preston garnered snark backlash last May after proposing a law that would ban security guards from drawing their weapons for property crimes at a time when retailers and residents alike are fleeing the city over public safety concerns. In September, Tesla CEO Elon Musk claimed that Preston was probably the person most responsible for the destruction of San Francisco. He replied, I'm a democratic socialist who has successfully stopped thousands of evictions, housed homeless families, and taxed the rich to raise hundreds of millions for affordable housing. Preston fired back, it's no surprise that a right-wing billionaire like Musk doesn't like me. Well, you know what, buddy? You you are just going to be an island unto yourself. Yeah. So you want to stay there and be king of the homeless, druggies, zombies? Have at it. Now, I'm, I'm trying to understand but this. But that tells you everything you need to know about democratic socialists. Yeah. And they're, they're, this, is, this is a calculation, according to one of these websites. I've checked two of them now. If you make $200,000 a year living in the region of California, USA... You will be taxed seventy thousand dollars. That means your net will be around one thirty. I think those are those are um, the state taxes. I'm mm. pretty sure. Just the state. Yeah. Before you hit federal. Wow. 
I could be wrong on that, but I looked at two separate calculators. Well, I mean, they're they're leaving in droves. The problem is, well, yeah. a lot of these goobers like this leave and then want to bring this crap to other oh, states. Oh, to other states. And they're doing it to Texas. They're doing it to Texas. They're doing it in Virginia. Yeah. Or at least they've tried. I mean, Florida, a lot have gone to Florida, mm-hmm. you know, during the debate between Newsom and, and um, Ron DeSantis. He said, I had to send U-Haul trucks back to your state because you don't have any. Because right. they're all leaving, bringing them to Florida. Right, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. mean. I'll it, take a one-way ticket. <laughs> right. I mean, the no taxes. round ticket. It's been that way, too. And and house, when I saw what a house cost $90,000, this is in 1982, a, a, a $90,000 house was about a 1,500-square-foot home in 1982 wow in california that was a suburb of la right uh where where my cousin lived Uh uh-huh and i was like wow this is this is a nice home but it's not ninety thousand. that same home back in florida was going to cost you around fifty thousand. yeah so it's always been a problem and then the taxes now it's even bigger problem but it's a it's a capitalist problem right mark didn't know if you do that i did you're welcome i'm happy i could Enlighten you. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. From enlightenment to now eating. Mm-hmm. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Now, this time of year, there's a lot of holiday stuff going on, and sometimes it's it's difficult to get a quick, healthy meal on the table. But I will tell you, F&L has some amazing time savers, particularly in their freezer section. Beautiful skewers of cleaned and prepped shrimp are just ready for you to prepare however you would like to. Uh, this is a delicious go-to that's nice enough to pamper yourself or even serve for company. Uh, you're going to pull those skewers out and let them thaw. You could just take them out in the bag. There's six generous skewers in each package, and they're under um, $6. And so you could like pull those out of the freezer and just let them thaw while you're at work. And then they'll be ready when you get back. Or if you you know need to drop them down into water to thaw them really quickly, you can do that as well. Uh, I like to make a grilled bang-bang shrimp skewer. Okay. This comes together easily. And if you like bang-bang shrimp, this is going to be right up your alley. Uh, so you're going to prepare your sauce by taking a third of a cup. Uh, this recipe calls for light mayonnaise. You can ignore that and go ahead and use your Dukes okay. because that's the right thing to do. <laughs> um, and three tablespoons of sweet chili sauce two teaspoons of sriracha that's going to make your um your bang bang sauce that's that's basically what it's made out of and you're going to want to chop up some scallions as well uh you're going to brush your shrimp with a little bit of olive oil i like to dust mine i'll dust mine with a little bit of old bay sometimes i'll put if i want a little kick of heat some cayenne on there and then you're just going to grill them on a griddle or on your grill and cook them until they're done. After you grill them on one side, you're gonna start brushing them with that bang bang sauce and flip them a couple of times and get that sauce all over it. And then you're gonna serve it up with some extra sauce. I like to do a rice pilaf with this. Uh, It's also delicious, just served on a great big salad. Uh, So if you wanna keep it really healthy, Mm -hmm. you can do it that way. And sometimes we just eat the shrimp because well, they're delicious. Wanna see the recipe? Go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. It's brought to you by FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg, where their meats and their shrimp are cut above. 
Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know 7.52 Me too Merry Christmas to you mm-hmm. We're two weeks away I mean I know I know like Yeah And we're just days away from Actually, the uh, Christmas show we're doing at, at uh, Second Stage Yeah, this weekend Yeah, Saturday and Sunday Yeah it's actually um, 13 days. Wow. God, That's hard to believe. Yeah. Well, it's here, ready or not. Tickets available still for Sunday's show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there might be a there might be a few for, for Saturday. If you mm-hmm. go online, you know, you'll you'll be able to find out pretty quick if there's uh if there's any seats left as Saturdays when you want to come. It's a little bit earlier on Sunday, four o'clock uh on Sunday. Okay. Uh so just nice uh, Trio music. Lou Taylor is going to be playing. Uh, we've got uh, Gene Temple, Max Doss. They're the trio. Uh, we've got some great singers. Uh, Andrea, Megan, myself are, are doing the Santa Sisters. It's like a, a half-hour show of the Santa Sisters. Yeah. And then we have um, It's a Wonderful Life, the second part. That's going to be the, the part that we're really excited about mm-hmm. doing. We've had so much fun bringing that to life on stage and i think it's gonna be a lot of fun for the people who are there and they're even doing um because it's such an artistic space there at second stage they're even doing like a little a little craft thing there uh because it's very family friendly okay so if if the kids want to come a little bit early and do that they'll be able to uh to make a little oh that's a little craft father there so it's it's just a small town fun christmas yeah. memory uh, to be made this weekend in amherst virginia the town of amherst virginia so gonna be fun so i think i, I just need to know um you know were you moving your monies around over the last year stocks and how many have you sold because oh, i have so i have so many yeah yeah i'm at that place where it it doesn't if i want to avoid anxiety i don't even look at the report when it comes in oh, okay because <laughs> i know i'm gonna have to play the long game here and well, pray I live long enough. Well, uh, Warren Buffett's got a few years on him. He just lost his uh, longtime business partner uh, not that long ago, within the last month or so. And Buffett is your slow and steady guy. Yeah, he's he's he he believes in the slow approach, but he has taken about uh, ten months to sell off twenty eight point seven billion dollars in stocks mm-hmm. over the last three quarters. What does that mean? Well, this is what some people are saying. Some econ- ec- economists uh, say that that means he is ringing the alarm, ding, 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 uh, on the American economy. Hmm. Otherwise, he would be hanging on to these stocks. So I don't know what he's turning that into. Maybe he's going to like invest in gold. I don't know. But the, uh, the Oracle of Omaha is what they call him, sold a net $10.4 billion of stock in the first quarter. Second quarter, $13 billion. And then uh, we're looking at $5.3 billion worth of stocks in the third quarter. I don't know what he is going to sell off before the end of the year. But, um, you know, he's one of the world's greatest investors. And so if he's moving his money around, there's a reason for it. He anticipates something. 
coming. Yeah, but but President Biden says everything's fine. Well, it's Bidenomics. And you were you were telling me about an interview that you saw where people were talking about how oh they didn't think the economy well, was it, that bad. It was actually on CBS this morning coming in. Oh. You know because I checked on the way to make sure everything's working. Right. And I heard them say that they found like two people out of, you know, uh, 330 Millions. million uh, <laughs> that, that say Biden's doing a great job. Oh, and Lord. that, that uh, the one lady, she said, I don't, I mean, I think prices are fine. We're doing just fine. And I'm thinking <laughs> she's probably a retired government employee, you know, working off the old uh, 401k. But does she not shop or eat? Or buy gas? I, I mean, well, apparently they do, but it doesn't matter that it's. Here's the thing: it doesn't not matter that it's twenty five percent more cost cost of living increase for them, because you know, unless they're living super high life, which maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but it's not affecting them, right? You know, but I, I have people I know that are elderly that are on fixed incomes that this is making a huge difference in sure their it life. Is. You well, know, they're and, cutting pills in half and or we're, we're, we're not buying name brand anything. Right. I mean, it's just. And then people with, with kids, too. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. I, I mean, the cost of sending kids to school yeah. and, and doing. I mean, I had I had three in at one time. Yeah. And even then, it would, it would add up quickly. I sure. can't imagine now. I mean, just the school supplies. Supplies. That you have to to buy yourself Mm -hmm. and and it adds up so fast clothing Uh, mm -hmm. all that stuff yep clothing shoes yeah i i I think these people are just not in touch with reality go talk to warren buffett i mean this guy he's if he's selling off like that that is there's there's something to see if i can get my financial guru guy yeah in here to talk about some of this stuff and a lot of the, i mean a lot of these guys say oh, look just settle down to you know that's right because they don't they don't want you to cause panic right yeah so but you know that's that's probably the goal overall but i uh, um 28 8.7 billion dollars it's a lot of money in assets that's i don't know what the guy's worth I mean, where did he adult. move it? Yeah, well, that's that's where you know offshore <laughs> or something probably <laughs> <laughs> Would be my he moved guess. it somewhere, and he doesn't want us to know because he doesn't want us following him and screwing that up. Yeah, probably not. You know, so I'd all like right. to know what Soros. Well, we know what Soros is doing with his money. He's he's <laughs> buying off all these liberal nut jobs to run for you know local attorney attorney generals. Yeah. yeah, he's putting putting people in place, and he's buying all those T-shirts for you know BLM. And well, true. The Palestinian folks, and he's Dr- very busy. Yeah, I mean, paying for the pallets of bricks to get dropped off right. where'd all those bricks come from oh i, I don't know they brought uh, them with them some concrete block company dropped them off yeah like there was a whole big boom truck full look they they're were stamped dro- with gs on the side yeah, we don't just, know just uh dropped them off on every third street corner <laughs> cbs news is coming up at the top of the hour bill trefero will join us from the roanoke news desk and in the next hour among some of our topics eight little ways to make holiday cooking way less stressful oh okay yes please dr bob gonna be on the show tomorrow around 806 we're asking him well he said he broke his crystal ball he was not happy oh but <laughs> but he's gonna try to give us haven't we all he broke it because he hurled it <laughs> the wall at buffett you're listening to the virginia talk radio network 100.9